Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Clearly we're in the middle of the worst ever act of terrorism directed at the United States on domestic soil. Oh my God, the building fell! what's going on out there. I mean, these bodies just coming a half hour later, still coming out of the goddamn sky. Devastating. Devastating. Good morning, I'm Catherine Smith, and you're listening to the continuous team coverage of the attack on America on 1010 Winds. Illuminated by spotlight, with smoke still billowing from the World Trade Center site, a massive rescue effort is underway in these early morning hours. Bulldozers have been brought in in the hope of finding some people alive. Mayor Giuliani says it's a race against time, but he says there are survivors in that rubble. About 12 hours after an unprecedented show of terrorist horror, President Bush addressed the nation. I've directed the full resources of our intelligence and law enforcement communities to find those responsible and to bring them to justice. We will make no distinction between the terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. Four hijacked planes, two flying into the World Trade Center towers, one into the Pentagon, one crashing near Pittsburgh. Travel throughout the metropolitan area was horrific most of the day as well. We check in now with Shadow Traffic's Jude Tamillo for an early morning update. Jude. Oh, Catherine, checking out the Hudson River crossings here on the Jam Cam. Holland and Lincoln Tunnel still closed in both directions. The outbound upper deck of the George Washington Bridge is open to traffic at this time, and the traffic is very light coming back across the span. The lower deck remains closed. The Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg Bridge along with the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel are still closed in both directions. We have a closure of the Triborough Bridge heading into Manhattan. The Midtown Tunnel and 59th Street Bridge also closed back into Manhattan but open into Queens. Speaking of which, in Queens, south on the Van Wick, we are closed off from the Grand Central down to the Nassau Expressway. The westbound Belt Parkway is closed off at Kennedy Airport with traffic being put onto the service road. And coming back into Queens from Nassau County, do not use the Long Island Expressway. That is still closed westbound from the Douglaston Parkway out to the Queens Midtown Tunnel. Stay with the Northern State or the Southern State Parkway. As we check the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit has limited service into New York City. We also have limited path service into New Jersey. Long Island Railroad full service in both directions. Metro North is going to be resuming normal service for later today. The subway south of Canal Street, of course, remain shut down. Alternate side parking rules are suspended for today. And all national air traffic is suspended till at least 12 noon. And due to mellow shadow traffic on 1010 Winds. Wind News Time. 1202. New York City is pulling out all the stops to deal with this emergency, and there is news tonight. 1010 Winds reporter Glenn Shuck is at the Emergency Command Center and joins us live. Glenn? Well, that's right, Catherine. There is news. We have been told now by a briefing that just ended a few minutes ago that as many as 300 firefighters now are missing in the rubble. About three dozen police officers, according to Police uh, Commissioner Carrick, are unaccounted for in the rubble in lower Manhattan here, as 2,000 workers are really working hard to try and find the people either dead or alive. And Fire Commissioner Thomas Von Essen, when he came up to the podium, could barely speak. He was really forcing to get his words out, obviously completely shattered from what's happened. I don't know what to say. Huh? We lost people that have given uh, over 40 years. Commissioner Feehan has had every job in the department. Probably the most valuable people, person in the department. When I got this job, uh, Mayor and Commissioner Safer said, make sure you keep Bill Feehan. And he's talking about uh, Bill Fian, one of the people that were lost today this morning, unfortunately. Mayor Giuliani confirmed that several people in the rubble have been calling from cell phones, though, to family members, including a person who'd been calling to family in Seattle. So they very well may be alive as well. Two Port Authority police officers were found alive. That is the good news. Unfortunately, it could be many thousands of people feared dead in this tragedy. I should also say, uh, Catherine, that five police officers, Police Commissioner Carrick told us, have been found alive. They were in a void in the rubble and just managed to walk out four hours after the incident and walked out to realize that the whole building had come down. Now, Police Commissioner Carrick has also confirmed that a van was stopped for unknown reasons, we're told, in New Jersey near the Meadowlands earlier today. But contrary to earlier reports and a number of news organizations, no explosives were found inside that van. All of the city officials, Catherine, are just in complete shock, as is the rest of the city. 
This is Glenn Chuck in Lower Manhattan, 1010 Winds reporting live. And the work goes on in Lower Manhattan at the site of what used to be some of the world's tallest buildings. 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers is in Lower Manhattan at the scene. What can you tell us, Lisa? And Catherine, what I can tell you is that this massive rescue effort continues. There are New York City Police Department emergency service police officers who have been you know, working very long hours trying to get in and find out any people who m- might still be alive in that rubble. There are all sorts of rescue vehicles on hand, ambulances, everything that could possibly help to avail in the rescue. And I have to tell you also we're seeing a lot of construction vehicles, uh, earth movers, uh, tractors, tractors, trailers, all sorts of things to try and sift through that rubble. And, of course, most of lower Manhattan here is without electricity. The power's turned off, so the only lights we have are from these quad sets of lights that are, are uh, power generated. Those are the ones that are also helping the rescuers. But a lot of hope on the part of the rescuers that they will find people alive and will bring them up, uh, bring them out. That's what keeps them going. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds, reporting live from Chamber Street in Greenwich in Lower Manhattan. Winds News Time, 1206. The question then is, who did this? U.S. officials began piecing together a case linking Osama bin Laden to the worst terrorist attack in U.S. history. Aided by an intercept of communications between his supporters and harrowing cell phone calls from victims aboard the jetliners before they crashed. Authorities are now focusing some of their efforts on possible bin Laden supporters in Florida. Based on the identification of a suspected hijacker on one of the manifests of the four jets that crashed. The sources say the FBI was preparing to search locations in Broward County in South Florida and Daytona Beach in Central Florida. The locations had links to the suspected Bin Laden supporter on the jet manifest. U.S. intelligence intercepted communications between Bin Laden supporters discussing the attacks on the World Trade Center in New York and the Pentagon. That according to Utah Senator Orrin Hatch, who's the top Republican on the state judiciary committee. U.S. officials are confirming that American intelligence agencies had no inkling that the terror attacks were about to take place. Despite technical prowess and vaunted intelligence tools, there were no reports of imminent terrorist attacks. Spies and informants for the CIA, FBI, and National Security Agency did not detect any hint of plans for the devastating attacks. The agency's tool include telephone and computer taps, satellites, and spy planes. Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Richard Shelby said intelligence can't be perfect, but the U.S. cannot afford these kinds of failures. Wins News Time 1207. At a Pentagon briefing, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Henry Shelton, vowed that those responsible for the attacks would be brought to justice. Today we have watched the tragedy of an outrageous act of barbaric terrorism carried out by fanatics against both civilians and military people. Acts that have killed and maimed many innocent and decent citizens of our country. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld was in his office when the aircraft that slammed into the Pentagon hit the opposite side of the building. He had just run there after hearing about the Trade Center attack. Asked if he had any inkling that something like this was being planned, Rumsfeld says, we don't discuss intelligence matters. Now, Victor Levine, a political science professor at Washington University in St. Louis, is also an expert on suspected terror mastermind Osama bin Laden. He says while we don't know who carried out the terror attacks, the overall plan was the hallmark of bin Laden. He also says the U.S. must be very careful how it retaliates. You don't retaliate until you have an address. This one doesn't have an address yet. We're not quite sure, you know, who who was involved, uh, what was involved, how many were involved. Um, we're not even sure that it was Osama bin Laden, although he's the most likely suspect. Levine says a government like Iraq would have no problem finding willing pilots to carry out such attacks. Levine says bin Laden has the money to finance such an attack. He says bin Laden inherited hundreds of millions of dollars from his Saudi father and has access to that money since he's been sheltered by Afghanistan. The United States says bin Laden was behind the 1993 attack on the World Trade Center and the 98 bombings of the U.S. embassies in Africa and last year's bombing of the USS Cole. Winds News Time, 1209. Untold hundreds, if not thousands, may have been killed when the 110-story Twin Towers collapsed in a cloud of ash and rubble. 
All of New York City's hospitals went into emergency mode to accept the injured and the dead. 1010 Winds reporter Terry Sheridan was at St. Vincent's. Early Tuesday afternoon, the blocks around St. Vincent's Hospital were full of activity with about 300 doctors and nurses waiting outside the hospital and over 500 New Yorkers who came to give blood. By 10.30 in the evening, it's eerily quiet. Three ambulances in about five hours have dropped off the injured and the number of patients is holding fairly steady at 327 with three fatalities, 57 police department and fire department members also among the injured. Hospital officials, though, remain optimistic that people will be brought in on the overnight, people who will get the opportunity to be treated. Terry Sheridan, 1010 Winds at St. Vincent's Hospital. 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones spoke with some of the workers who were in the building in the World Trade Center and who survived. In the first hour after the explosion and collapse of the Twin Towers, folks like Tom Colden stumbling down the street covered in ash. He was at his desk on the 64th floor of One World Trade Center when the plane hit and the ceiling came down. What was it like up there on your floor? Was it just pandemonium? No, it was a Colden credits two firefighters with helping him and others go down the steps and out to safety. Colden only hopes that his two rescuers manage to rescue themselves. Al Jones, 1010 wins in Lower Manhattan. Life in Manhattan, Washington, and across the nation, for that matter, changed today. All air service was halted, and the FASA, FAA says it will remain grounded. All air service will be grounded in the U.S. until at least noon tomorrow. That is noon on Wednesday, later today. Winds News Time, 12-11. Now let's check in with Shadow's Jude Tamillo to find out about the situation on the highways and mass transit. Catherine, still plenty of closures in New Jersey. First on the Jersey Turnpike, the northbound car and truck lanes remain roped off north of exit 11. They're putting you on to the Garden State Parkway, which is open in both directions. There is no access to the turnpike from the parkway at exit 129. Getting to the Hudson River crossings from New Jersey, of course, impossible. Eastbound Route 4 is shut down in the Englewood area. Eastbound 46 closed off in Fort Lee. Eastbound Route 3 shut down at the Jersey Turnpike. You have northbound 1 and 9 closed off at the Pulaski Skyway. And the express lanes of eastbound 80 are shut down between Exit 62 in the George Washington Bridge with the local lanes closed at 95 in Fort Lee. The Staten Island-bound Gobbles Bridge, Bayonne Bridge, Outer Bridge Crossing all closed, along with the Brooklyn-bound upper deck of the Verrazano Bridge. And right now as we check in on the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit has limited New York City service, limited path service right now at this time. Also, Long Island Railroad will have full service later today along with Metro North. Alternate side parking rules are going to be suspended for later today. All subway service south of Canal Street Obviously shut down, and as you just heard, of course, all national air traffic suspended till at least 12 noon. And Jude Tamillo, shadow traffic on 1010 winds. Winds news time at 1212. There were horrific stories from earlier today of people jumping out of the burning Twin Towers. 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum was there. Like so many others in lower Manhattan, Ron Rutter, a city building engineer, ran towards the World Trade Center after the first plane crashed into one of the Twin Towers. He was looking to help, but also looking for his brother who works in the buildings. He was encountering a scene of utter devastation. When I get down there, I see the flames shooting out of the corner of the building was gone. The whole corner of the building, the flames were shooting out of it. And as I get closer, uh, I start seeing people jumping. People started jumping out, and they were on fire, the people themselves. They were on fire, jumping right out of the building. Some of those people jumped four at a time, hand in hand, plummeting 80 or 90 stories to their deaths below. Then Ron heard the engines overhead. It was the second jetliner. He watched in disbelief as it crashed into the other twin tower, creating an immense fireball, debris flying every which way. Ron was struck in the back of the neck with a burning piece of metal, causing him to bleed profusely. Moments later, the buildings collapsed before everyone's eyes. No one could believe what was going on. You could hear the screams and the cries of disbelief and horror throughout lower Manhattan as an immense dust ball and debris encompassed everything below Chambers Street. Some of the debris fell on the triage centers that were set up below the World Trade Center buildings, taking care of those who were injured when the planes crashed into the structures. Many of those who were killed were the rescue workers tending to the injured. Steve Kastenbaum, 1010 Winds News. Winds News Time, 1214. Jersey City officials want traffic to stay out of the downtown waterfront area to make way for emergency vehicles to move. Stan Eason, a spokesman for Mayor Glenn Cunningham, said all non-essential vehicles should stay out of the area on Wednesday and people who need to get there should take mass transit. Eason said ferries would continue bringing bodies across the Hudson River from the World Trade Center area through Tuesday night and into Wednesday. 
As the rescue and recovery effort continues, Mayor Giuliani says two Port Authority officers were pulled out of the rubble alive at Trinity and Church Streets, but many more are missing. Three top city New York City Fire Department officials died, and more than 300 firefighters are missing at the scene of the devastation. That's according to the mayor and the fire commissioner. One of the firefighters who died had led a team of New York firefighters to Oklahoma City in 1995 to help authorities there deal with the aftermath of the bombing at the federal building. Mayor Giuliani announced the deaths of the three fire officials at a news conference on Tuesday night. They are the chief fire official and the deputy chief. First Deputy Commissioner William Fian and Peter Gancy, chief of the department, as well as the chaplain of the fire department. Now the mayor says the phone number to call for information on the missing. Here is the phone number to call for information on the missing. 212-560-2730. The fire department says it's missing more than 300 of its own. Fire Commissioner Thomas Von Essen was quite shaken at that news conference. I can't find anybody from five rescues and seven squads. and It's just uh, it's a devastating thing. I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, the fire department will, will recover, but I don't know how. For information on the firefighters and only on the firefighters, here is the number to call. 718-999-2541. I'll repeat that number for you. For information on firefighters only, 718-999-2541. Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick confirmed that three men were stopped in a van in New Jersey. There were no explosion, explosives in that van. He would not say why they were stopped, but they were not on the George Washington Bridge. Wins News Time 1216. Now what parents and students need to know for Wednesday. All New York City public schools are closed on Wednesday. All Catholic schools in the New York Archdiocese are closed on Wednesday. Many other schools have canceled classes as well. Chancellor Levy has asked principals, assistant principals, guidance counselors, social workers, psychologists, and crisis teams to report to schools to prepare to plan to respond to the tragedy. They are to be in school on Wednesday, not the students. Once again, all New York City public schools, all New York Archdiocesan Catholic schools are closed tomorrow. With the city's emergency service personnel stretched to the brink, Governor Pataki called out the National Guard. It's obviously a horrific uh, attack, uh, but the focus has to be on helping those whose lives are at risk, helping to make sure we take every possible security step for those who are looking to, to leave the area uh, and to get assistance to those who are still injured. That's the focus at this point. The Navy dispatched aircraft carriers and guided missile destroyers to New York and Washington after today's terror attacks as President Bush put the military on its highest level of alert. At the scene of one of today's attacks, Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld declared the Pentagon is functioning and it will be in business tomorrow. Late on Tuesday night, ABC News correspondent John McQuethy at the Pentagon reported that as many as 800 people as many as 800 people might have been killed when the plane smashed into the Pentagon building. Early reports put that figure of death and injuries at 100 people. But ABC News is reporting the death toll just at the Pentagon alone could be 800. Mayor Giuliani was in Midtown when the first plane smashed into one of the Twin Towers. And he said he witnessed a horrific scene as some of the people jumped from the towers to their death. I have no doubt that we're going to find out who's responsible for this and that we're going to make an example out of them. And I believe that uh, ultimately the strength of American democracy will, will prevail. We have to have confidence in ourselves now. And we have to have a sense that uh, our government, a government of democracy and laws, is the future of this world, not this kind of horrible, awful, inhumane uh, way of acting. And I'm sure we'll find out who's responsible for it and make an example out of them. The Taliban, the government of Afghanistan, which is sheltering Osama bin Laden, denied that bin Laden had anything to do with today's terrorist attacks. And while thousands of Palestinians celebrated the attacks in the U.S. today, Yasser Arafat, through a spokesman, deplored them. First of all, I am offering my condolences, the condolences of uh, the Palestinian people. 
to the uh, to the American president, President Bush, to his government, to the American people for this terrible act. We are completely shocked, completely shocked, unbelievable. Many Palestinians were handing out candy in celebration of what some called a sweet situation. Again, Yasser Arafat deploring today's terrorist attacks. I'm Catherine Smith on 1010 Winds. It's 1220. Clearly, we're in the middle of the worst ever act of terrorism directed at the United States on domestic soil. Oh, my God, the building fell. what's going on out there. I mean, these bodies just coming a half hour later, still coming out of the goddamn sky. Devastating. Devastating. It is hours now after the attack. Early this morning in the World Trade Center towers, mass transit roads, bridges, and tunnels to New York from New Jersey, from Westchester, from Long Island are largely closed. There are exceptions. Shadow traffic and transit coming up. We'll sell that out for you. Plans for tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, still undecided. Smoke from the rubble still visible throughout much of the sky, even under cover of dark. Port Authority of New York and New Jersey announcing that its facilities, including Newark International Airport, are secure. They are prepared to reopen after getting clearance, and only after getting clearance from the government and law enforcement. Let's get a handle on what we know as far as moving about. Traffic and transit. And here's Jude Tomino. Jude. Greg, we'll start off with our Hudson River crossings. The only thing going right now is the George Washington Bridge. Upper level back into New Jersey. Very light traffic coming back across the span here on the jam cam. The lower deck remains closed off. And the Holland and Lincoln tunnels remain shut down in both directions. We have closures of the Staten Island-bound Goblins Bridge, Bayonne Bridge, and Outer Bridge Crossing. The Brooklyn-bound upper deck of the Verrazano Bridge is also closed. The Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg bridges, along with the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, they are all closed in both directions. We have a closure of the southbound Deegan in the 230s. The FDR Drive shut down both ways from the Battery Park underpass on to the UN. The inbound Gowanus closed off at the Prospect Expressway and the Brooklyn Queens Expressway is closed both ways between the Battery Tunnel and the Long Island Expressway. As we touch base now with the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit Limited New York City Service, also limited path service back into New Jersey, the Long Island Railroad and Metro North saying they will have normal service for the rush hour later today. All subway service south of Canal Street remains shut down. Alternate side parking rules will be suspended for later today. And of course, all national air traffic remains suspended till at least 12 noon. And due to Melo, shadow traffic on 1010 winds. Lock it into 1010 winds as always. Traffic and transit every 10 minutes around the clock. All that is left of the Twin Towers at the World Trade Center, a twisted metal wreck only about five stories tall. A stub at the building that once stood. The 110-story tall buildings did collapse after being hit by airplanes early this morning. Those airplanes had been hijacked by terrorists. Later in the day, building number 7, 47 stories, saw also collapsed. It was evacuated at the time. Not so the case with the Twin Towers. At about 9 o'clock in the morning, an estimated 50,000 people reporting to work. That's the usual draw. They were in those buildings when the plane hit and fires erupted. Firefighters are missing. Some say 300. Here's Fire Commissioner for the city, Thomas Von Essen. We'll keep looking. Uh, we have hundreds of people over there now trying to find as many possible locations that they might be in, in some way, in a void or whatever, and, um, you know, still be able to breathe and, and still alive. And that hope very much still exists. Police Commissioner Bernard Carrick says rescuers have already determined, in fact, there are some people alive in a couple of buildings downtown, a group that is said to include a number of police officers. One police source, speaking on condition of anonymity, said police had received phone calls from people trapped beneath the Twin Tower rubble. Source gave no further details. In one of the calls, a surviving civilian said he was trapped along with the police officer, the officer among those missing in the aftermath of the attack. Michael Carter, vice president of the Firefighters Union, estimated half Half of 400 firefighters who first reached the scene may be dead. And he says, quote, we have entire companies that are just missing. As far as tomorrow morning goes, it is fast approaching. Mayor Giuliani says if you do not have to be in New York tomorrow, please stay out of the city. 14th Street North in Manhattan will be open, but it's going to be very crowded. And it's going to be uh, a complex and difficult day. So... If, today is a, if tomorrow is a day you can take off, it probably would be a good thing to stay home. 
Winds News Time now, 1224. We are joined now by 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers. She is still at the scene downtown in lower Manhattan where the crews are beginning to move in amidst the rubble. See if they can't find some of those people perhaps who are surviving and see if they can't perhaps find some bodies there, Lisa. And, Greg, let me tell you, this is a massive rescue effort that is underway. There are our firefighters from New York City, um, EMTs, FDNY EMTs. There are also the police department, of course, with the specialized units like the emergency service unit. And they're all being assisted by firefighters and paramedics from many of the surrounding communities of New York City. I've spoken with some of the firefighters and some of those EMTs who have been down in that scene and come back out covered with dust. There's dust all over the ground here uh, from, from the ashes that have come from this devastation. And they say that one of the concerns is the safety also of those rescuers, knowing that we have lost some at this particular point. They want to make sure there's no further loss of life. The ground itself is shifting because of the rubble. It's not secure. There's concern about structural safety as well. But there are plenty of ambulances standing by, and they're just keeping their fingers crossed that they're going to be able to get some people out of there alive. And that's the hope that keeps driving them through this long, dark night. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds, reporting live from Greenwich and Chamber. Thanks a lot, Lisa. Winds News Time now, 1225. There will be no school tomorrow for New York City school kids. Details on that now. 1010 Winds reporter Mona Rivera. New York City schools will be closed for at least one day in the wake of the World Trade Center attack, but not closed for everyone. Principals, assistants principals, psychologists, social workers all have been told to report to work to develop a grief counseling and crisis intervention plan. That's because some kids saw the World Trade Center towers collapse. Others, like nine-year-old Tevin Taylor of PS58 in Court Street in Brooklyn, may have been traumatized. He saw smoke filling his classroom and immediately felt scared. I was thinking about my mother that if she's okay at work because the smoke spread around everywhere because it'll win. You saw the smoke and heard what was going on? Well, I haven't heard what was going on, but the man, the janitor at school, he said to close the windows because the smoke, it was a man. This is the kind of memory affecting school kids which may require counseling, so crisis teams will be on hand when schools reopen on Thursday. Mona Rivera, 1010 Winds News. The president has put the military on its highest level alert following today's attack, not only at the World Trade Centers in New York, but also the Pentagon in Washington. One Navy Admiral quoted as saying, We have been attacked like we have not since Pearl Harbor. Ships are en route to New York and Washington. In fact, they include aircraft carriers bound for New York, the JFK, and the George Washington. Also, amphibious ships and guided missile cruisers capable of responding to any possible threats from the air or sea. Also, the military expected to provide surgical teams experienced in disaster and limited hospital bed capacity for city hospitals, especially downtown, that are full. Around the country, fighters, airborne radar, refueling planes were scrambled at first word. And with aviation canceled coast to coast through at least noontime tomorrow, New Yorkers during the day might have been wondering what was behind the occasional jet roar they did hear overhead. Military aircraft, U.S. fighter jets, presumably on precautionary patrol over the metro area. Speaking from the Oval Office about today's terrorist attacks in New York and Washington, President Bush said our way of life, our very freedom, came under attack. Mr. Bush also said thousands of lives suddenly ended by evil, despicable acts of terror. The images have filled us with disbelief, sadness, and a quiet, unyielding anger. And quiet is a very apropos word at this time. It is 12.28 at night, and out on the streets of Manhattan, you could hear a pin drop. It is absolutely silent. Occasionally, in the distance, the wail of a siren heading off to some unknown destination, the hospital. It is just it is un, it's eerily quiet. As far as the investigation as to who is to blame, the United States beginning now to piece together a case that links Osama bin Laden to what is the worst terrorist attack in U.S. history, perhaps the history of the world in the realm of terror. It is aided by an intercept of communications between Osama bin Laden supporters and a number of cell phone calls from the victims aboard the jetliners before they crashed. Authorities focusing specifically on their efforts to possible bin Laden supporters in Florida. This based on the identification of a suspected hijacker on one of the manifests of the four jets that went down. 
Sources say the FBI was preparing to search locations in Broward County in South Florida, also Daytona Beach. Locations are said to have links to the suspected bin Laden supporter on the Jet Manifest. We will, of course, keep you posted. And United States officials confirming that American intelligence agencies had no inkling that this terror attack was about to take place, despite what they describe as superior technical prowess and vaunted intelligence tools. No reports of imminent terrorist attack. Winds news time now 1229, 67 degrees with a clear sky in New York, barely a wind blowing to stir anything, and again, reporting that if you are out and about, it is eerily quiet. There are some buses moving about the city, but very few. The buses are running in the outer boroughs. We'll get an update on other traffic and transit in about a minute's time with Jude Tamillo from Shadow. Coming up on the tone now on what is now this Wednesday morning, the 12th of September, it will be 12.30. Still to come on 1010 Winds, continuing coverage. As far as business as usual in the day ahead, Long Island Congressman Peter King says lawmakers plan to be at work first thing. The intention is for Congress to go back into session uh, tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning at uh, 10 a.m., uh, mainly to show that we're not being intimidated, that the United States is still functioning. The United States is uh, standing tall, and we will be back in full session tomorrow conducting business as usual in the Congress of the United States. Congressman King was in Washington during today's attack. There are some poll results after the terrorist strike. CNN USA Today Gallup of 619 adults taken as an error of margin, plus or minus four. And more than half, 55%, say they thought the attacks represent the beginning of a sustained terrorist campaign against the U.S. that will continue for several weeks. Three in ten disagreed. And almost nine of ten say they considered the attacks an act of war. Winds News Time, 1231. Let's get the update now. What's open? What's closed? How can you get around and about as it stands? Jude Tamillo, can you fill us in? Yes, Greg, I have an update now from the uh, New Jersey Turnpike. This is some uh, new information. The uh, northbound car and truck lanes of the uh, Turnpike have now been reopened at exit 11. The only uh, problem here is that you may not enter or exit the Turnpike at exit 13, which of course is the exit for the Goggles Bridge. And as we've been saying all night long, there is no way to get to the Outer Bridge Crossing, the Bayonne Bridge, or the Goggles Bridge. If you were going into Staten Island, those crossings are still closed. The Jersey-bound sides are open, but the Staten Island-bound Gothels Bayonne Outer Bridge, they're all closed, and so is the Brooklyn-bound upper deck of the Verrazano Bridge. Northbound 440 also closed off in the Perth Amboy area as well. In Queens, on the southbound Van Wick, I still have a closure from the Grand Central out to the Nassau Expressway. The westbound Belt Parkway closed off at Kennedy Airport. Traffic is on the service road in the meantime. The westbound LIE closed from the Douglaston Parkway out to the Queens Midtown Tunnel. Go with the northern or the southern states if you're coming back from Nassau County into Queens. Still closures of the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, the Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg bridges in both directions. Touching base with the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit, but limited New York City service. Limited path service to New Jersey. Full service for the Long Island Railroad and Metro North for later this morning. Of course, all subway service south of Canal Street remains shut down. Alternate side parking rules are going to be suspended, and all air traffic suspended till at least 12 noon. I'm Jude Tamillo, Shadow Traffic on 1010 Winds. Winds News Time now, 1232. Lock it into 1010 Winds. We'll be updating the traffic and transit situation every 10 minutes on the ones, and as you head out in the morning, making plans to come to work. Remember, school has been canceled in New York City. 1010 Winds, lock it in. 1010 Winds reporter Sandy Klein with some of the rescue workers today trying to help the injured. The numbers of injured and those wounded barely comparing to the figure of 50,000. That's the estimate occupying the World Trade Center at the time. Jersey City Medical Center went on code one alert this morning. That's for an external disaster and what a disaster it was. Patients were ferried to this facility. They were taken across the Hudson and then ambulances picked them up on the Jersey City side. The building's auditorium turned into the minor injury treatment room. One of the emergency room doctors who had been treating patients said this is the worst catastrophe she's ever seen. Lynn McFarlane is the director of public affairs for the hospital and she talks about how the facility put it pulled itself together. Well when we first heard about the disaster we knew that we had to pull all of our personnel together. Uh, we put our code one in alert and called in all of our medical staff as well as support staff. We're just all working together from our webmaster signing up people coming in to volunteers coming in 
in uh, from the community as well as our regular volunteers. Most of the patients here were treated for smoke inhalation, burns, upper body contusions. 143 people have been seen at this facility. Sandy Klein, 1010 Winds News at the Jersey City Medical Center. Winds News Time, 1234. Well, that's a story at one of many hospitals around the region at overflow this evening, the early morning hours, trying to deal with wounded. And toward the scene, EMTs, of course, answering the call. They did initially, and they have been ever since. Roy Anderson was one of the many medically trained New Yorkers who rushed to the disaster area after the Twin Towers collapsed. But when he got there, he found there was not much he could do. There's no sign of life. There's no... It's just going to be bodies coming out, if they can even do that. Immediately after the first plane crashed, city building engineer Ron Rudder ran to the Trade Center to look for his brother, who worked in one of the buildings. Then he heard the second plane overhead. I was standing right there, right across the street from the building. We were looking at the, at the World Trade Center, at the, the building one. That was the flames were shooting out, and we were standing right there. And then you heard a plane's engine? We heard the plane's engine. And we looked up, and then the plane was coming right towards the building. He looked over his shoulder at the immense fireball as he ran for his life. About an hour later, people began screaming hysterically in lower Manhattan, running every which way as the first tower collapsed, creating a huge cloud of debris that blanketed everything below Chamber Street. Steve Kastenbaum, 1010 Winds News. Below 14th Street, Canal Street, tomorrow in lower Manhattan, basically it's shut off. Nobody is expected to head in there. Residents have been left back, but a mandatory evacuation was in effect for that region for a time. Again, there is still belief that people are alive, trapped within the rubble. The recovery efforts just getting underway. They started about 7 o'clock last night. They will continue perhaps for days to come. And a little bit on that part of the story now, 1010 Winds reporter Al Jones. A steady stream of heavy equipment rolling over the Manhattan Bridge down Canal and then taking a left on Varick, going down to the World Trade Centers to try and remove debris and search for those who didn't make it out. Steve Piccolo among those who did. He's a commodities trader in four World Trade Centers. When we got out of the building, it was chaos on the street, and we were heading up towards the Broadway, and then there was a second, second explosion, and debris flying all over the place, and people were just running for their lives. Piccolo wondering about friends, colleagues, and acquaintances inside who didn't make it out. Uh, the uh, shock for many that the Twin Towers are gone. Landmarks in lower Manhattan reduced to rubble. Al Jones, 1010 wins in lower Manhattan. And another look at the situation from the hospital, St. Vincent's and the NYU Medical Center downtown, closest to the terror site, bearing the brunt of the casualties coming in, the injuries, many walking wounded, many people yet unaccounted for. That's the base of the story right here. 50,000 estimated in the towers, and we just can't account for them all. The number of showing up at hospitals throughout the region only totals perhaps two to 3,000. Terry Sheridan, 1010 Winds reporter, staking out St. Vincent's for a time today. Outside St. Vincent's Hospital, doctors and nurses have been waiting for most of the evening for patients to come. However, between 6 and 10.30, only 8 did for a total of 327 people who are being treated here at St. Vincent's Hospital. That number includes 57 police and fire department officials. Also, we have three people who are confirmed dead. Hospital officials said that most of the people who started coming in later in the afternoon and evening had been fire and police officials. Injuries range from what they call crushing injuries to smoke and dust inhalation to lacerations of the eye and to very serious burns. Terry Sheridan, 1010 Winds at St. Vincent's Hospital. Winds News Time now, 1237. The very latest information, traffic, transit, what is open, what is not, what is allowed, what is not in this state of emergency for New York City. Coming up, 1010 Winds anchor reporter Susan Richard will have the latest. And with a few minutes now, just to recap the day's events, and to many it is a blur. And are, they are still in a state of disbelief. First word came about 9 o'clock Tuesday morning. A plane had struck one of the Twin Towers at the World Trade Center. Next, an explosion. Then minutes later, a second plane, a full-sized commercial airliner, hit the other tower. And both, under an hour later, crumbled to the ground. The Twin Towers now, they are gone from the skyline. All that remains, their smoldering base structure about five stories high. And debris is rained about for blocks and blocks. Crews are waiting to get in to see what they can find. Again, roughly 50,000 people. People on a given day work at the World Trade Center. 
Thousands are unaccounted for. As it stands, 2,100 people injured, 1,500 walking wounded, taken to New Jersey, Brooklyn, even as far as Connecticut. Hospitals are on standby. Some fear the death toll could near 10,000, maybe more. Estimates at this point. Nobody is certain. Trade Center Towers apparently pierced by two Los Angeles-bound jetliners. They were hijacked after taking off early this morning from Boston, 15 minutes apart. They are first American Flight 11. There were 92 people on board. United Flight 175 was the second flight. 65 people on board. And once again, mandatory evacuation was ordered for all buildings below Canal Street. Within an hour after the attack on New York, the Pentagon in Washington taking a direct devastating hit from a commercial airliner, the fiery crash collapsing one side of the five-sided structure. Pentagon hit by American Flight 77. That was seized while carrying 64 people from Washington to Los Angeles, and at least 100 people in the Pentagon itself also believed to have been killed. There have been higher estimates, but at least 100. And in Pennsylvania, the fourth flight hijacked United Flight 93, a Boeing 757. That flight out of New Newark to San Francisco. It crashed about 80 miles southeast of Pittsburgh, and authorities believe its intended target was Camp David. Together, the floor planes carried 266 people. White House, Pentagon, Capitol, all evacuated today. President Bush back at the White House tonight at 8.30 last night. He addressed the nation. He vowed to get to the bottom of it. One number to give you before we turn it over to 1010 Wins anchor Susan Richard. General New York City question number. Write it down. 212-560-2730. 212-560-2730. They'll try to answer your questions and have patience. I'm Greg Jensen. Wins News Time now, 1240. Oh, my God. The building fell. The South building just crumbled from the top. Wow, that's really the only word I can think when you hear that. It is the most vicious attack against our nation ever, but the mayor is hopeful. He says that he is hopeful there are survivors in the debris. Good evening, I'm Susan Richard. You are listening to live, continuous coverage of the terrorist attacks today at the World Trade Center, which is no more, and the Pentagon, which was hit as well. The massive rescue effort underway as crews are just now able to get near the rubble in lower Manhattan, where two hijacked planes crashed into the Twin Towers, leading to their subsequent collapse. World Trade Center building number seven, a 47-story building, collapsed at about 520 this afternoon because of fire from the earlier blasts. In addition, the Pentagon was hit by a hijacked aircraft and a fourth plane went down in western Pennsylvania. There was word that Camp David was possibly the intended target for that aircraft. Meanwhile, two Port Authority police officers were pulled out of the rubble this evening alive. And the police department has apparently gotten cell phone calls from people trapped in the rubble as well. More coming up in just just a moment on 1010 Winds. First, let's check the traffic and transit situation with 1010 Winds Shadow Traffic and Jude Tamillo. Susan, will focus on the East River crossings at this time. The Triborough Bridge remains closed into Manhattan. Now, the Midtown Tunnel and 59th Street Bridge are also closed into Manhattan, but are open back into Queens. What's closed in both directions, the Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg bridges, and also the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel is shut down in both directions. Southbound Van Wick is still closed from the Grand Central Parkway onto the Nassau Expressway. The westbound Belt Parkway is shut down at Kennedy Airport. Traffic now being put onto the service road. And this note from New Jersey, you may not enter or exit the Jersey Turnpike at exit 13, but at least the northbound car and truck lanes of the New Jersey Turnpike have been reopened northbound at exit 11. The outbound George Washington Bridge upper level, of course, is open to traffic. The lower deck still closed, and still the Holland and Lincoln Tunnel is shut down both ways as we watch live on the jam cam. From the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit has limited New York City service along with the path system, Long Island Railroad, and Metro North promising full service for later today. Subway service south of Canal Street shut down. Alternate side parking rules will be suspended and all air travel suspended till at least 12 noon. I'm Jude Tamillo. Shadow traffic on 1010 Winds. Winds news time 1243. Mayor Giuliani said this evening he was hopeful that there were survivors among the debris.
spree. They confirmed today that police had received cell phone calls from people trapped in the rubble. That's unbelievable. City officials also said the two police officers were pulled out this evening alive. But they did speak of fatalities as well. More on that from 1010 Winds reporter Glenn Shuck. The fire department is mourning the potential loss of some 300 firefighters, including several top brass that maybe have been lost fighting this fire. Among them, Deputy Chief Ray Downey, Deputy Chaplain Father Michael Judge, Chief of Department Peter Ganchi, and First Deputy Commissioner Bill Feehan. Commissioner Thomas Von Essen devastated by this loss. We've got um, over 300 people that are missing that uh, we can't account for. We believe that many of, uh, many of them are, uh, are, are gone. And Police Commissioner Carrick says the NYPD is searching for 32 of their own lost somewhere in the debris. Glenshock 1010 wins at the Mayor's Command Center. City officials said tomorrow engineers will inspect what is left of the Twin Towers to make sure it's safe enough for rescuers, rescuers to go in. That was really the problem earlier today as witnesses, um, as witnessed by the Trade Center Building Number 7 collapse that happened at 520 this evening. In addition, the plumes of smoke and all that horrible soot was just blowing all over the place. It really made it virtually impossible for rescuers to do their job. 1010 Winds reporter Steve Kastenbaum has been on the job all day. What a day, huh? Oh my, I can't even put into words what I'm feeling right now. I'm uh, sitting on my balcony uh, in Brooklyn, lower uh, downtown Brooklyn, uh, where my day began more than 15 hours ago. When I was standing out here at around 9 a.m., the two uh, tr uh, twin towers were still standing, and about 10 after 9, they were both on fire, but the structures were still there. I'm standing uh, on the balcony now, staring at Lower Manhattan, and the only thing I see coming from the spot where the Twin Towers used to stand is thick smoke still rising from the fires that are obviously still burning in the debris. I see the Woolworth Building, and right behind it is where the World Trade Center buildings used to stand. The Twin Towers no longer there in that skyline known around the world, that uh, picturesque postcard view gone forever at the hands of terrorists. Now, this thick uh, plume of smoke is uh, being kicked up uh, and made worse by a pretty stiff, cool breeze that's blowing now, and the, uh, the smoke is spreading south over uh, the bay and over Brooklyn, over the harbor, rather, and out uh, past the Verrazano Bridge, from what I can tell, and out into, uh, down towards the Jersey side of uh, the harbor and out onto the Atlantic Ocean. So uh, this is going to be with us throughout the night. Firefighters earlier in the day told me that the fires would most definitely be burning through the night and into the morning before they were able to go in and uh, dampen down what uh, flames remained. I spoke to a Secret Service agent who works in Number 7 World Trade Center. Uh, they ran out of that building along with all the other uh, intelligence uh, community uh, employees, the FBI, the ATF, uh, the Office of Emergency Management. They ran out after they heard the first explosion and they were out on the streets when the second plane crashed. They described people falling out of the building and and then for the minutes and, and uh, hours to follow, they said, uh, or the hour to follow, uh, they, there were thousands of people out on the streets below the World Trade Center, and you would hear this gigantic collective gasp go up. And he said you knew exactly what that meant. That meant another person or two were leaping uh, to their deaths out of the, one of the burning buildings before it collapsed. And he said this happened uh, dozens of times. They watched dozens of people, some of them jumping in groups of four, holding hands as they leapt to the uh, ground. 80, 90 stories below. Just a horrific sight. And, and it'll be weeks before we can really just completely comprehend what this truly means. Steve Kastenbaum, 1010 Winds, reporting live from Brooklyn, staring at Lower Manhattan, where the World Trade Center stands no more. It's amazing. As journalists, we've been trying to find the adjectives to describe this horrific, tragic, but I, I, they're all underestimations, really, of, of what has transpired today. There, there are pretty much no words for it. Let's get the latest now from 1010 Winds reporter Lisa Evers, who is in Lower Manhattan. Lisa? And Susan, let me tell you, there is an enormous rescue effort going on. Firefighters, police trying to search through the rubble, dust, and smoke for survivors. Lots of heavy-duty construction equipment that has been going in and coming out, trying to move around some of that debris, some of that rubble. And what is a very dangerous rescue, 
uh, attempt that they're trying to make. Some of the firefighters I spoke with, EMTs coming out of the scene, exhausted, covered with the dust and soot that just covers everything in this part of the city right now, saying that what keeps them going is the hope that they might be able to bring some people out alive. But, of course, as the time gets later and later, the hopes uh, tend to diminish a little bit, but the hope is still very much alive here. There are lots of rescue workers on the scene. Ambulances, firefighters have come in from all over the tri-state area to try and give support to the New York firefighters as well as the uh, special units of the New York City Police Department and our, our city and the private ambulance corps workers who are out here just doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job. The scene, if you can imagine, the streets of lower Manhattan, Tribeca, most, I mean, most of us know those areas as these are the places we go out to eat, where the fancy restaurants, the trendy restaurants, wonderful apartments, all sorts of shops. The streets completely dark except for the lights that are generated by these uh, power generators and these floodlights that they have brought in to try and keep the scene illuminated. It gives it a surreal sense, almost as if you're on a movie set, although this unfortunately is very, very real. So the efforts are continuing. There is no let up. And uh, everyone who is out here says that they're determined to keep going until the very end. Lisa Evers, 1010 Winds, reporting live from Lower Manhattan. Thank you, Lisa. I think a good word that you used there was surreal. What was very surreal today was the juxtaposition between the absolutely beautiful weather and what was going on in lower Manhattan. All right, Winds News Time 1249. Some information that you need to know. Let's give it to you. New York City Public Schools will be closed tomorrow, as will the Catholic schools in the city. However, Schools Chancellor Harold Levy is asking that principals and guidance counselors and social workers and psychologists and anybody who would be part of a crisis team that you report to work tomorrow to prepare plans to respond to today's tragedy. So be aware of that. We have a bunch of phone numbers that you may need. The mayor says the phone number to call for information on the missing, on anybody who might be missing, 212-560-2730. 212-560-2730. For information on firefighters and only on firefighters, here's a number, 718-999-2541. 718 So if you have questions, call those numbers, not 911. All right? Now, uh, there are a couple of other phone numbers, people searching for missing loved ones. You can also call the New York City Bureau of Laboratories, 212-447-2998, 212-447-2998. A website has been established where people can report information if you know anything about today's attacks. It's a federal government website. It's www.ifccfbi.gov, www.ifccfbi.gov. And uh, when we come back after we check traffic, we'll tell you more about what you can do if you'd like to donate blood. A lot of people have been doing that today. Winds News Time, 1251, now on the ones. Traffic and transit. Here's Jude Tamillo. Well, coming back into Queens from Nassau County, definitely stick with the northern state or the southern state parkway due to the fact that the Long Island Expressway is closed in the westbound direction from the Douglaston Parkway straight out to the Queens Midtown Tunnel. Speaking of which, the Midtown Tunnel and the 59th Street Bridge both closed into Manhattan but open into Queens. And that is also the case on the Triborough Bridge, just closed into Manhattan at this time. Throngs Neck, Whitestone, they're both open in both directions. What's closed both ways still, the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel to go along with the Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg Bridges. On northbound 440 in New Jersey, a closure in Perth Amboy, the Staten Island-bound Gobbles Bridge, Bayonne Bridge, and Outer Bridge Crossing still closed, along with the Brooklyn-bound upper deck of the Verrazano Bridge. From the 1010 Winds Transit Desk, New Jersey Transit has limited New York City service, limited path service into New Jersey, Long Island Railroad, and Metro North, both promising full service for later today. Subways south of Canal Street, of course, are still shut down. Alternate side parking rules will be suspended, and all air traffic suspended till at least 12 noon. And Jude Tamillo, shadow traffic on 1010 Winds. All right, Jude, here's the information. If you'd like to donate blood, you can call the American Red Cross at 1-800-HELP-NOW, 1-800-HELP-NOW, or you can also call the New York Blood Center, 1-800-933-BLOOD, 1-800-933-BLOOD. I was up on the Upper East Side today, and uh, Lenox Hill was 
obviously accepting uh, blood donations, and there was just a slew of people, and that was really nice to see. St. Vincent's Hospital was deemed a hot zone earlier when the whole thing began because of its proximity to the scene. 1010 Winds reporter Terry Sheridan with the latest from there. St. Vincent Hospital staff members say they are good for tonight as far as medical staff goes, so they don't need any volunteers. However, at morning's light, it's a completely different story, and they ask that you call the hospital because that's when a shift change is going to happen, and they will need people to relieve the doctors and nurses currently on duty. What is most needed is blood, and they're asking you to please call your local hospital or blood center to donate. Hospital officials say that this would be the most critical issue over the next few days. The numbers uh, remain 327 being treated. Uh, we do have 62 in critical condition, 3 dead, and 57 of the injured are members of the police or fire department. Terry Sheridan, 1010 wins at St. Vincent's Hospital. And as we hear from 1010 Winds reporter Bob Lamulik, folks came out in droves to help their fellow New Yorkers at a blood center on the Upper West Side. This is how hundreds of people are standing up against terrorism. They're giving blood, they're volunteering. So many have donated so far that they're being asked to return in the morning. Volunteer Bonnie Long. We so desperately need your help. It's not that we have enough blood, it's that we don't have enough facilities to take all the blood we possibly need. Volunteers are also needed, social workers, drivers, clerical workers, construction workers. You can come in any time and fill out an application. Balamulek 1010 wins at Amsterdam Avenue and West 67th Street. Some 2,100 people were reported injured so far today. 600 of them were taken to area hospitals. Some 1,500 walking wounded were taken across New York Harbor to New Jersey's Liberty State Park. A mobile hospital was set up there for the most seriously wounded, but 1010 Winds medical correspondent Dr. Brian McDonough, who went there to help out, found that there were not as many wounded as bodies that were arriving. There were at least three to 500 emergency vehicles by estimate waiting with physicians and nurses and everyone who could help. But um, unfortunately, there really was no one to take care of. Uh, there was thoughts uh, for much much of the afternoon and the early evening that there would be about a 1,000 people they kept waiting for the ferries, and, and they never came. Wins News Time 1254 after he was ushered to various spots throughout the nation for his own safety. President Bush returned to the White House, and then he addressed the nation on live TV. These acts shatter steel. But they cannot dent the steel of American resolve. The president said our military is powerful and prepared. He says the search is underway for those behind these evil acts and that we will make no distinction between the terrorists and those who might harbor them. Bush asked for the nation's prayers for those who grieve, and he quoted the 23rd Psalm. He says none of us will forget this day, but we go forward to defend freedom. Senator Hillary Clinton spoke today as well. I think that it's clear to everyone this was an attack on America. It may have been directed uh, at New York, but it really is attack, attacking everything we stand for and every part of our country. And Governor Pataki issued a statement as well. He said, today we join together as a state and a nation to pray for the victims who were lost on one of, the, one of the darkest days in American history. He says, we pray for the children who will go to bed this evening without their mothers and fathers, for the mothers and fathers who've lost the children they loved, and for the husbands and wives who will return to empty homes. We pray for the firefighters, police officers, and rescue workers who tragically died while committing extraordinary acts of heroism. And to recap what the mayor had to say earlier today, Mayor Giuliani said this evening that he hopes there are still people alive in the rubble. This came following word that the police had received cell phone calls, believe it or not, from people trapped in the debris. In addition, city officials confirmed that two police officers were pulled out alive this evening. The mayor was pretty shaken, however, when he confirmed a number of fatalities. We lost um, the deputy chief of the fire department and uh, the chief of the department. The chief of the fire department. The first deputy commissioner. Feehan. Deputy commissioner Feehan. Chief Gancy. Father Judge. And Ray Downey, who um, I just gave a, par a party for at Gracie Mansion for his years of service to the fi fire department who led our team in the Oklahoma City bombing rescue. And it was the emotional police commissioner, Thomas Von Essen, on the possible fatalities among his staff. We've got um, over 300 people that are missing that uh, we can't account for. We believe that many of, uh, many of them are, 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 are gone. 
The mayor is encouraging people to stay home tomorrow if you can, but says the city will be open north of 14th Street. In fact, only essential personnel and residents will be allowed in lower Manhattan. And a couple of phone numbers again that you might need. That hotline for information on firefighters and EMS personnel only is 718-999-2541. 718-999-2541. The city number for any questions you might have. 212-560-2730. Again, 212-560-2730. In Washington... Hundreds are believed killed or injured in the American Airlines crash at the Pentagon. The plane itself was carrying 64 people at the time. Here's correspondent John Bascom. A smoky darkness has enveloped the Pentagon now as bright lights have been brought in to shine on the western wall of the Pentagon where all the destruction was done to aid the rescue workers. And overhead, a helicopter slowly flies a circle around the Pentagon, shining a powerful beam from the sky down on all this death and destruction. And it's believed that up to 800 people may have been killed in that incident. The wife of U.S. Solicitor General Theodore Olson was aboard the jetliner that crashed into the Pentagon. She called her husband as the plane was being hijacked. Barbara Olson twice called her husband and described some details of the hijacking, including that the, attacker, the attackers, that is, were using knife-like instruments. Well, here in the city, at least 3,000 people have been injured in the incidents today, and of course, the fatalities and the number of wounded is going to be far beyond that. It's just the beginning, as crews are beginning to put together the situation down at the site of what was the Twin Towers. 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Papa talked to one man who was in one of the towers when it was hit. He came out of Beekman Downtown Hospital with bandages over both eyes. Stephen Mowski worked for Morgan Stanley on the 68th floor. I voted this morning, so I was fairly late. Otherwise, I would have been upstairs already. Um, I was on the first floor walking through the concourse. And then the next thing I know, I was running out of the building with everyone else. He was trampled in the crowd. He suffered scratched corneas. He said he had no idea what happened to his friends or if he'll ever see them again. Juliet Papa, 1010 wins in Lower Manhattan. And U.S. officials are beginning to piece together a case linking Osama bin Laden to this terrorist attack, the worst in U.S. history, aided by an intercept of communications between his supporters and cell phone calls from victims on board the jetliners before they crashed on Tuesday. The government in Afghanistan denies that Osama bin Laden had anything to do with this. You are listening to continuous live coverage of the terror attacks on New York City and Washington, D.C. I'm Susan Richard. The News Watch never stops on 1010 Winds, WINS New York, and Infinity Broadcasting Station. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.